Parag Vav Mishnah Beis. He nicha b'chama. One who places his sheep b'mokom she'ashemesh ha'yimetzar osa. He placed his sheep in a place where the sun was beating down on them and it was causing them pain. So even though he locked the door properly, if he parted the sedals and it broke down the door because of the sun, he wanted to get into a shady spot. Or or if he gave the sheep to a cheresh, to a shote, to a katan, to watch it. And it goes out and causes damage with shane or with regal. It eats other people's produce or tramples on other people's items and their produce. And it causes damage. Chayim is obligated to pay for its damages. Why? He was negligent with its shmira. And if he's liable to pay. Another case. He gives the sheep over to a shepherd. The shepherd stands in front of him, meaning that the shepherd takes over the liability, the shepherd would now be chayev. And the Gemara explains, we're not talking about a case where the Balatzon, the owner of the sheep, just gave his sheep over to shepherds. Because we already, we already learned back in Parag Dalad that if you give your ox to a Shomachinam, to a Shoal, to a Shomachacha, to a Socher, all these different types of, types of um, watchmen or borrower, all these different scenarios, we learned there, they already take over the owners and take the responsibility. So what's our Mishnah coming to teach us? Our Mishnah is coming to teach us the cases The shepherd gave the sheep to another shepherd to watch. Because the derech was, there was like the head shepherd who would collect all the animals from all the people in the town. And then the head shepherd had student shepherds. And he would go over and give all the sheep out to the student shepherds to watch the animals. And then the Yotan, they'd bring them out to graze in the, in the, in the field, etc. So the mission is coming to teach us, even though normally, in general, if one Shomer gives the item over to another Shomer, the first Shomer is Chayev, if one guard is watching something, and he gives it over to another guard to watch it instead of him, the first one is responsible. Nevertheless, over here, the second, the shepherd, these student shepherds, are, <clears throat> are the one that take on the liability, and not the head shepherd. Why? Because everyone knows that when you give your sh- your sheep over to the head shepherd, you're doing it on the das, that he's going to give it over to all the student shepherds. And therefore, in this scenario, it's the student shepherds that take on the responsibility to Mechaev for the damages caused by the sheep. <clears throat> Another case. If the sheep fell into a, a garden through an onus, through an unavoidable mishap, for example, it slipped in the Rosh Hashanah there was an elevator Rosh Hashanah and it fell into someone's yard down below. Bananas, and it ate from the produce, from an aruga, from one row of the garden, and ate the produce. Mishalemis ma'shenenis. So the owner of this ox, or the sheep, whatever it is, has to pay for that which the animal had hana, had benefit. Meaning not, not, you don't pay for the damage that was caused, you pay for the benefit that the animal had. So what does that mean? So even though the produce may have been some expensive produce, we only look at the benefit that it had. And if we evaluate, as if it was eating barley, and you pay for the value of barley at a cheap rate, like we learned back in Paragon Bays. Now that's all when it fell in as an onus, it wasn't your fault. But Yarda Kedaka, if it went into someone else's garden, like its normal way, Vezika, and it caused damage by eating the produce or trampling on the produce there. So then you're responsible, there's no onus here. Mishalamas Masha has Zika, you pay for the damage that it caused, not just the benefit that it had. Because here there's no onus, it was your fault. Says the mission, Kate's Mishalamas Masha Zika. So how do you pay that? which it caused damaged. So not in the case of Hana. Hana we already explained. But in the case of where this is causing damage, you have to pay for the damage. How do you evaluate it? So Shaman base Sa Ba'osa Sada. We evaluate a base Sa in that field. Meaning, we don't evaluate the actual row that it ate. 
Because if you do, then the, the mazik, the damager, is going to lose out tremendously if he has to pay for the entire row. Rather, we evaluate the area of a besa in that field. A besa is an area where you plant a sa. So a sa is 50 by 50 amos. It's 2,500 square amos. So you evaluate that area. How much was it worth before the animal ate from that individual row? And how much is it worth now that that row is missing? And you pay the difference. And it comes out that the mazik, he's not paying the entire value of the row, because that would be a lot of money. Rather, he's paying the value of if one were to buy this field, and it's missing that row, what difference would he pay in price? And it's very, very small. It's a small amount. We're going to start from the Pasuk, it says, We evaluate the damage, Algav, another field. When we look at this field, we see how much would it sell before the, the row was missing, how much would it sell for after the row was missing, and the difference is paid by the damager, by the mazik. says, It depends. He argues, he says, listen, if the animal ate ripe produce, you pay for ripe produce, meaning you pay for the actual value of the row. doesn't matter how much, it, how much it's worth. If you ate ripe pro- produce from this row, you pay for the whole row. If you ate an entire saw, you pay for the whole saw. If a tusa, you pay for the whole tusa. Because if Shimon holds, in Shimon, we don't evaluate agav karka, agav, you know, what it was worth before, what it was worth now. Like we said earlier, we, he doesn't hold to that unless the fruit need the ground. They're not ripe yet. Then, okay, fine, you can use that evaluation method. But with fruit that are already ripe, they don't need the ground anymore. So even though they weren't even plucked yet, Shalom was something they asked evaluate them as they are, and the Maz would have to pay for their full value. And the Lacha follows like Reb Shimon. And Mishnah Gimel Hamadgish, one who makes a Gaddish, a heap, with his tivu, with his grains, Betoch Sada Shel Chavir, in his friends' field, Shalai Bershus without permission. Now the owner of the field, the Balasada's animal, went ahead and ate from that heap. So, Pata, of course, the Balasada is exempt, because he could tell the Balha Gaddish, the Balasada, the owner of the field. Can tell the Balagodesh, the uh, one that made this pile, like, who do you think you are making a pile in my field? And therefore, of course, the Balasada would be exempt. And who is Kabahen? If the Balasada's animal got damaged by this heap, and it slipped on the heap and it broke a leg, Balagodesh Chayav, the owner of the heap that piled this up in, the, in this owner of the field's uh, yard over there, he's Chayav to pay. Even if there's no fence around the field. He's got to ask permission. He can't just go in there and start piling up his stuff. And then, of course, he has to pay for the damage that it caused now. If he made this heap, this gadish, in his friend's field with permission, and then the owner of the field's animal ate from the heap, the owner of the field, who's also the owner of this animal, would be to pay the owner of the heap for the damage that the animal caused by eating from that heap. And the Gemara explains that we're talking about a case here where we're talking about where there's a valley, there's a bika. That all the balayas, all the field owners would come and they'd place their heaps in one specific field. And they would point a shimer, a guard. The since the once the guard gives permission to make a heap in that field, so as if he's saying, make your heap, I'll guard it for you. So therefore, even Rabbi, we had mentioned back in Parakeh, that holds that the Baal Habayas would not be chayv until he actually says explicitly that I'll guard it. Nevertheless, even Rabbi over here would agree 
that one would be chayiv, the bala, the owner of the field would be chayiv. Why? Sha'ozo shomer chayiv, sorry, not the owner of the field, the shomer, the guard, would be chayiv to pay if the behema of the owner of the field ate from the heap of the spell that came and made a heap. Why? Because even Rebbe is going to admit here that when the shomer says, come and use the field, it's as if he's saying, I'm accepting to, you know, guard and make sure the animal doesn't eat from it. That's the whole chiddush over here. Umashin and that which we mentioned the Balasad, this is Balasad, the owner of the field is Chayev. We're referring to the Shomer, to the guard of the Granos, of the, uh, the heap over there, he's the one that's Chayev. Or you could just say that the Balasad, he was the guard himself, so he'd be Chayev. But the point is, is that normally Rabbi holds that if one gives permission, he could go ahead and do stuff in his field. But he's not taking any responsibility if his animals cause damage to this heap until he says the words, I will guard it. But over here, um, because everyone is, you know, putting their stuff in this one field in this valley, when the Sherman gives permissions as if he's actually accepting responsibility to guard it as well, and if a Rebbe would agree that the guard or the owner of the field, depending on who's on watch, would be chayiv to pay if their animals actually ate from the heap that they gave permission to be piled in their field.